Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're back in action. Grab yourself a refreshment. Get that posture cranked up here. Make sure there's no kids around. This isn't a kid show. Okay. Beautiful. This episode is brought to you by Philip Law. One billion plus one for their clients. Trusted and recommended since 1993. Over 1,800 plus Google reviews. Official partners of the Arizona Cardinals and ASU Sun Devils. You need Phillips. And their official call line is 602-388-1669. They have attorney available exclusively for your audience, family, and friends for any legal advice free of charge. And I'm on Snapchat now, and I'm doing doing my days. Doing my days on there. Tim Welch, MT. Give him a follow. Okay, thank you, Gloria Tells, for those tunes. We got uh, my boy Josh Demas in town in town here uh you live here now josh yeah back here full time you might be able i wonder if you can move that mic a little bit closer um so brother josh is back here full time josh uh he he wrestled at ohio state and he helps us a lot with our wrestling anytime I'm, I'm i'm confused in a position or i need some some more tricks from a position uh whether it's against a cage single leg it, it really anywhere uh josh is always there to help and gives me some great advice because you're one of those guys that was really because there's really a difference between wrestlers, isn't there? There's like the athletic, fast, slick type, and then the hard-nosed type that are just clubbing the head, shooting a lot from tie-ups, right? Yeah, no, correct. Like you have like the Iowa-style guys that are just going at you 24-7, 365, and then you have like a slicker guy like Jordan Burroughs who does that, but at the same turn time. Turn that thing a little bit towards the blue right towards you. Uh, like turn it this way a little bit. So that blue light's there. We go. That's good. A guy like Jordan Burroughs, he does that as well, but he's able to do that from the outside and um, takes advantage of your mistakes more so than anything. Mm-hmm. And do do schools recruit based on that style of wrestling? If they see a kid who's just like a lot from collar ties and stuff, I will more recruit him compared to a kid who's slick. Yeah. So you see a lot of like a lot of guys that are like sl- very slick go to Oklahoma State. A lot of low singles, a lot of outside work. Um, I was fortunate enough where I went to Ohio State where you had styles from hard-nosed guys to slick guys to a little bit of everything. I mean, I think we had we had multiple world champions on our team. We had Kyle Snyder, Logan Steber, who were on the team with us. And then we had guys like Reese Humphrey, Keith Gavin, Angel Escobedo, J.D. Bergman, who were on world teams and still training with us through the RTC. And in for so Ohio, do they have certain coaches? They have a group of coaches that are probably pretty slick and have some tricks from there, and then some hard-nosed coaches, and they just kind of fit in where they fit in? Yeah, so we had um, Tom Ryan. He went to Iowa. He's a very hard-nosed guy, also slick as well, though. Um, and we had Jaggers, who was very slick, had a lot of cradles, and we were fortunate enough to have Lou Roselli and um, Ross Thatcher with us as well at the time. Oh, that's nice. So recently, uh, Brother Josh here got on Love is Blind, season four, right? Yep. So how did the casting go for that show? How did they end up finding you for that? So you have like producers reach out or you have um, sometimes people will um, go on their website and they'll submit an application, everything. And regardless, even if a producer reaches out, 
have you submit an application? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you, though. Um, they'll have you reach out, and then you'll go through like a video. Like you'll send them a video, and then you'll do interview process where they'll ask you certain questions about your life and everything. So you sent in an application. They said they're 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 taking applications. You sent in your application. Was it a video application? Um, it's a written application and a video application, if I remember correctly. And then they called you up and then did they fly you out and put you in front of like a psychologist and stuff to see you're mentally stable? So they, um, have you speak to a psychologist before they even fly you out just to make sure that you're good, you're stable, that you kind of like, they'll ask you questions like, oh, what if this happens? How would you feel about this? And how's your life going in a certain sense? Mm -hmm. Just to make sure that you're like mentally fit. So then you flew there how many days before the filming started? I'd say we were there like a day or two before the filming actually started. Mm -hmm. And did they say, did they tell you guys kind of get lined up uh, some of your opening questions and how you want to get to know these people? Or did they have you just literally freestyle it? I'll, most of it's just freestyling. You're just going in there, spitting game. And, and you just say, hey, and then you just work on your... It's hard. I mean, it's probably hard to riz a little bit through a wall. 100%. Like, because a lot of your riz probably comes from your looks. Yeah. Yeah. And I've all, I, I don't mean to sound cocky by any means. I have never had like that big of a problem getting girls mm -hmm. before the show. And so, like, going in there and not knowing, like, because you could be funny. To girls, if they think you're good looking, but can you really be funny when they can't even see what you look like? And just like maintaining that conversation, like I'm in there, like, so what's your favorite color? What's your grandma's favorite color? You know what I mean? There's so many questions you can ask. So you really get to know the person while you're in there. And it, why I liked it is that it opened me up to like being being, being yeah being vulnerable being more emotionally mature because like i mean what do we do jiu-jitsu wrestling like mma <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I do love the club but i've always been taught from a early age like my dad's a marine uh, i was on the marine base as he as a sixth grader seventh grader wrestling against grown men um i did judo with people like Justin Jacob Flores, Ronda Rousey was there at Sanchi in San Diego. Um, my dad, one of um, the people that worked for him was um, Sokaju, who's in the UFC. We would go to Team Quest, uh, wrestled with Matt Brown, like I said, Kyle Snyder, Logan Steber, Mark Martin. Mm -hmm. um, lived in Thailand. Uh, so you're saying you're used to talking to new people, or not even just that. I'm, saying is like in our sport we're told not to show emotions whenever mm -hmm. you get hit you see somebody get hit what do they do it. yeah mm -hmm. you smile you act like that didn't hurt you're told to i've been told from a young age to turn those emotions off so going in there and trying to be vulnerable was very um not only scary but it was like it was hard for me and because the, you have a certain amount of time with each person, so you almost have to get to, down to some pretty nitty-gritty questions probably pretty quick. Yeah. So you're asking questions like, how many kids do you want? Like, what do you, where do you see yourself? You know what I mean? And it's, it's hard because, like, I could be talking to somebody, and I can give them my response. But I don't know. I don't see those 
how they're responding through the, like their mannerisms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see some, like I tell you a joke, you could be like, what the heck? You know what I mean? She then could I'm, be doing that across the wall. And I, I would never know. Mm-hmm. I just look like a weirdo. So mm-hmm. it's very intimidating in that sense. Damn, that's pretty sweet. So how long did you get with each person? So your first initial person, you walk in the pod and you get how long? About 15 minutes just to just to start it. Hey, I'm Josh. I went to Ohio State. And do you try to almost hear their voice and picture how sexy they are? Somewhat, yes. Because you're, you're trying to get like a gauge because that's all you have. You're and blind. Like, <laughs> uh, like, there's some very, I mean, unsexy girls that have sexy voices. Yeah. Uh, so you're in there. So you have 15 minutes and you're asking what color they like? No, more so like the like real questions. Like, oh, what do you do for work? Um, what what are some of your hobbies? And like like you just said, like there are some people with like really sexy voices. And I don't know about you, but I've been to a couple concerts where I'm singing along and I hear that recording the next day and oh, I'm like, God. oh my gosh. <laughs> and a good way to hear yourself is like I was singing in my car real loud. I'm like, I sound good as yeah. fuck. And then plug one ear. And then you really hear yourself and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I should never talk again. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Sean was, get, he's getting uh, <laughs> singing lessons from this fucking lady. And uh, I wish he'd record those because that is probably fucking embarrassing. Probably go really big and viral on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so on the show too, you don't, you they're filming every day for how many weeks? Um, For me, it was the first two weeks that I was there. So about like, about like 12, 14 days. 12, 14 days. And you have 15 minutes with how many different girls? For that first day, it's 15 other girls. And then you start narrowing down like. 15? Yeah. 15 other girls? Yeah. That's probably so hard. And then you and then you narrow, narrow them down on a little piece of paper or something? Yeah, you have to narrow them down. I'm not sure what the exact number is, but you start narrowing it down. You start um, get a better feeling of like who you connected with the most. So it's like, it can be intimidating, but at the same time, I really like see why it works. It makes you think more so like, okay, I really enjoyed talking to this person. They do this. We have these same hobbies. Maybe not so much this person. I'm not sure if we would click as much. And it's weird because it's like, it's not like you're going to the club. So you're risen a chick for a little one nighter. <laughs> yeah. They no, want no. you going in there, risen the chick for like, you see her as a future partner. Yeah. You're looking for like that person you're going to marry, have kids with. So that's, and- yeah. I would love to, Sean. What? I would love to see you try to fucking riz a girl through a wall. You have 15 minutes. Baby girl, you like 6'2? yeah so you ended up narrowing it down and then they're filming you for however long yeah so you then it goes up every day so it's like 15 then it's like 30 an hour because you're narrowing the people down yeah so then what's the longest amount of time at the end that you get fuck i don't even remember it's like three two three hours like, sitting in there yeah uh, over the wall yeah fuck that's hard bro yeah but you it's weird because like it is very hard especially when you like first start it but like you start like growing that connection with somebody so much that it starts becoming like fluid and You're just like, flowing chilling yeah yeah naturally like, oh how's your day going asking about their family their brothers their parents what yeah. they do all that stuff what your thought process is going in like you're trying to figure out 
does this person want to get engaged? Is this person not, you know what I mean? It's like engaged too. You don't even know how this person reacts to things when they're hungry. Yeah. Or when they haven't slept good, or you don't really know anything about their parents because I mean, you tell a lot about someone just by their parents mm -hmm. and you're supposed to find out if you want to get engaged with this person. So how hard is it to put on an act for you get to sit with that person a total of four hours probably? Yeah. It, it said it's not even, I wouldn't call it like an act. It, it does become very fluid in the sense of like, when you're getting to know this person, because you do actually start feeling like an emotional connection. Um, but it's hard because you also don't know what they're telling you is the truth or not. Yeah. And that was like something that like, I really like struggled with inside Telling there. the truth to these girls? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I did lie and say I made breakfast as a joke, but uh, I'm not sure if they got that or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's just, I think, the hardest thing for me was just like well oh, because you're you you go out and stuff yeah like you said you have no problem getting to girls so all of a sudden you're supposed to sit here and be like okay i need to i need to think about what questions i'd ask my wife yeah like yeah. what kind of qualities would i want in a wife so that was probably tricky did you prepare for that at all really no i had literally had seen one of the seasons i don't watch really i don't watch a lot of tv i read most mm -hmm. so then like Pornos and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, going in there was very like intimidating because I'm hearing them talk about, oh yeah, this show and this show, and I've seen this where I have family members that have done this, and I'm like, I probably should have prepared like a job or a match more so just to fully understand what I was getting myself into. I was so excited that it's easy to get caught up in the moment of mm -hmm. things. You know what I mean, like. Wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. It felt so surreal. And then how many, how many, because I remember for the Fight Master show, like we were in there for six weeks. After the first day, it's like you forget about those cameras. You act fucking up. Were you acting up with the boys in, in, the, in the house and stuff and saying some shit? You're like, damn, I hope they don't put that on there. Yeah, so some, there are some times where I would say things and there's this guy or this one time I walked into the pods and this girl was like, I know who this is. I was like, oh, okay, who is this? And she's like, Juan Johnson? And I was like, no, what the fuck? <laughs> so anytime I would, I was like, I walked out, I was like, who the hell is Juan Johnson? Because like, you just start getting to know everybody. It's a lot of names. And him and I actually ended up becoming really close. And um, anytime I would say something that I probably shouldn't have said, I would like whisper in the mic, I'm like, oh, that was Juan Johnson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the thing, I mean. You never know. At the end of the show, you're like, damn, they could portray this show so many different ways and concentrate on so many different stories. And you got those producers rewatching that film or probably probably at that level, watching the film while it's going and deciding mm -hmm. what story they're going to go with storylines. But it's scary because isn't it? Yeah, no, 100 percent is. I would say, though, the production did a really good job, despite how I might have been shown. I mean, there's a lot of emotions involved. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that happen. There's scary moments and like I reacted the way I did. And I take I take full responsibility on that. I don't remember really being anything. What's the worst thing you did? I remember they tried to portray you kind of as the bad guy. I'm like, I don't even remember the worst thing you did. Uh, well, I was very intoxicated, which I don't drink that oh, okay, much. Okay, so yeah. at the reunion. Oh, no, no, no. This was at this girl's birthday party. 
Um, not a lot of people understood, but I got invited to the birthday party. So a lot of people took it as I just showed up like randomly. And were you boozed up act, acting cocky? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, honestly, it was hard because I have some really good friends. Cause like I told them like, dang, like I'm gonna go talk to this girl. She's with this guy. But I felt like we had more of a connection inside the pods and all my friends like, oh yeah, you totally got this. Mm-hmm. And then which is so bad because she ended up coming with me or being with me. But if that wouldn't have worked, I would look the biggest idiot. And then after I had told them, like, oh, yeah, I think, like, we're starting to talk. Um, Which girl? Uh, Jackie. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we had, like, this coffee date and everything. And I was like, yeah, I think we we're, like, dating. All my friends were like, oh, my gosh, we never thought that was going to happen. I was like, well, it's like Jackie's, Jackie's other boy, what was his name? Marshall. Marshall, it's like you can kind of tell that Marshall and Jackie just aren't going to work. Yeah, I feel like Marshall and Jackie are very good people in their own sense, but they didn't mesh very well. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people were upset that I did come in and ruin that. And I felt. Bro, that would have been done, though, not yeah, long after. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I just feel bad at the end of the day that it did cause them both so much pain like him was it real real pain i don't i i think for her i can't i can't speak on marshall's sense because i wasn't with him all those times but i know like the backlash that jackie got from going with me could have been avoided if i would have respected the boundary more and where is the most like hate is it just like on twitter if you hash like look for hashtag love is blind and then that's all the hate or just like look for your name and then that's all the hate i'd say reddit twitter reddit Instagram i stay comments. away from reddit bro. i stay i stay away from all of it i think it's um it's funny though because there's so many people like have an opinion on who they think you are you know what i mean and they watch three minutes not even three minutes yeah maybe a 45 second clip of what yeah. you said yeah and they don't see the full, they don't see everything that has happened or they don't see like the side conversations that aren't caught on camera. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, um, but for them to take the time out of their day to come write a comment on your Instagram with like hate is just like, I feel bad for them mostly. It just speaks like volume. Like how much do you have really going on in your life? I've never met like a smart person or someone who I looked up to that I'm like, damn, it's a bad, just a badass high level high-performing person yeah. never seen them going on comments and saying negative stuff yeah exactly. so it obviously it can puts it into a little category but like well you're that level of a person yeah i don't i don't get it I and might, whatever you're most insecure about the internet's gonna call you out about it yeah <laughs> you're I, gonna be like fuck is it true it's funny because i had like i had girls like that like had dm to me like hey like uh where are you from or like hey or like hard eyes da, da 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 and i would go to their page and then they would be talking crap about me or really? yeah yeah or like because i don't know if it's because i didn't respond to their dms or something like you know what i mean i yeah. had, well, I had, it could be they like the kind of they like i mean girls like bad boys a little bit sometimes don't yeah. they a lot yeah. of them do they jay or not i think they do sean you can just come sit in here if you want i'm over here sean <laughs> no, just go. No, you you ain't even camera. <laughs> they like a little bit of toxicness, eh? 
Yeah, that's the thing. I w- here, hand him, hand them the mic real you quick. Go, you got, you got fifteen minutes to get to know a girl, and you're supposed to maybe be looking at her as your wife. What's a couple questions that come to mind? What's your, what's that ass size, boo? Yeah, is that ass? That's like thing. <laughs> is that ass fat? I could never talk. To, I couldn't fall in love. With, well, I mean, I say that, but then you get behind a wall, and you're like, oh my god, you start pulling on your tug. Yeah, I yeah. just like without seeing a girl. What if the bitch is ugly? Well, or but fat. You're, but you're talking to. I ain't dating no fat bitch. But love is blind. No, you're talking my this love. girl. You're talking to this girl and just everything. She's just got a good sense of humor. The conversation just flows perfectly. You're like, that was just so effortless. This girl's so cool. You're not- <sighs> I got too big of an ego for that, G. I need to see that ass. Do you really? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because even if she's cool as fuck and I see her and she just wasn't like at least an eight, I'm like, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. But I'm an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so did you have to live with all these guys for a couple of weeks? Yeah, so we lived with them for a couple of weeks. And, like, it's hard because everybody's talking about, like, the same girls. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm talking to such and such. I'm talking to such and such. So then it gets a little bit tricky. Do you talk to that dude and say, I'm, I'm, I'm risen her up a little bit too, brother? I, I tried I tried not doing that. because So I felt, you just kept it on the, the low. Yeah, I kept it to myself because I felt like I might have told, like, one other person I was, like, really close with. But... I tried keeping it to myself because I don't want to stop that person from talking to that person. You know what I mean? Talking to that girl or I wouldn't want not. This is such a bad way to say of winning like that. But what if that other guy was better for that girl? And I just prevented that at the same time. You know what I mean? So I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to get it in like people trying to piss on each other's toes and everything. It's just like, cause you see a lot of it like, Oh yeah. I'm, in love with such and such and then the other person's just like so a lot of the days you're in the in that little uh area just shooting the shit with the dot guys or yeah were you just kind of were you hanging out with the guys much or just yeah yeah i mean a lot uh this guy billy was hilarious um he got he left the show a little bit earlier than he was a lot of them way different different well you don't get to see him in the pods so you don't know how they're acting in the pods who the guy yeah yeah, I'm not sure. I see. I I remember seeing a lot of guys like coming out, like being very emotional, and I think that's like the one of the biggest things parts that I grew from is I like saw it and I was like very judgmental. Because did you get a little? Did you get a little speech from the producers before going in saying just let your heart out there, let it flow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like be be yourself. You know, don't worry about these cameras. Like. You're don't ask right don't ask about their body probably yeah that's i mean some people have and then they end up being the villain i didn't even do that and i was still a villain oh so, so you're allowed to ask that yeah there are people that have asked that how high how two. tall are you yeah. are you black are you white yeah and that's sometimes cool. you can just tell by the voice and everything too for real you know I mean? yeah <laughs> so they would think Sean I would, dude i would be that. i couldn't go on a show like that i'm too sensitive i fall in love with too many girls He'd be trying to play could, some demonic games, no, trying to get like three or four of them. I would try to manipulate them. all of them to like me. But if I, if you could see, like, I would be terrified to go on a show. If you could see the girls and like all the cameras are around, I'd be trying to raise them all up and just fall in love and mm-hmm. be heartbroken. I'm too sensitive. It's because you got a big heart. I'm just too big. I feel like it's just kind of a, I'm a kind of a pussy though. <laughs> it's one way to look at it, you know. Well, yeah, it's pretty Jay easy. Knows. It, Jay falls in love with chicks easy. You go to a club, you're vibing with a chick. You're like, I love this bitch. Well, I was just hanging out with them on the TV show so long. Yeah, and they oh. get at they act, they act perfect. The first couple times you hang out with someone, they're just acting perfect. Yeah, the honeymoon stage. Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you picture some Cut shit. That. 
Yeah, so that's crazy. I mean, deal you've dealt with the online hate pretty good, huh? Yeah, I um I kind of brought it upon myself cuz like, you know, like in MMA or like in the fighting world, we troll a lot. So we put memes, we'll make jokes and I learned that's not what people wanted to see. People thought I was taking it too lightly. But I also at the same time I didn't care because what am I supposed to do? Like mope. Am I supposed to be upset that people don't like me? So the final straw with Jackie, did you shoot her a text or did you shoot her a FaceTime and just say, hey? When we broke up? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, we, we we spoke about it. And I think we were both understanding of mm -hmm. the situation. Yeah, because from looking on the outside, I'm like, Jackie and Josh, uh, they'll probably, <laughs> and there's nothing, to, I'm like, just the vibe. I'm like, they'll probably last a good couple weeks. Yeah. How long did it last? Almost two years. What? So, yeah. Just we kind of on and off a little bit? No, no, we were like, we were living together. We were rocking it. Like, it's hard because like we had said, like, I, f I felt bad because people only got to see like a certain side of her mm -hmm. from the show, but there's so much more. Mm -hmm. And um, how come did you think where it's like, okay, I don't know if we're best partners forever. There was a lot going on, and I think in each other's personal lives, mm. and um, just having to take a step back. You know what I mean. Also, I think with like a lot of like those like reality like um, relationships, there's a magnifying glass on and everything pressure. That you do. Pressure yeah. to stay together, probably a little bit. Like God, I want to make this work, but yeah, I had people messaging her. I had people messaging me about her that was obviously fake i had people creating fake like um dating apps on my behalf saying i was like in certain places i wasn't See, it was josh just, is at it again yeah yeah you know. <laughs> there you go straight <laughs> i i think the funniest thing though was um when the show was coming out or when the show was out somebody made I don't know if somebody made this or I saw people on TikTok talking about this that had like a grinder page or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, and I had all these people like <laughs> DMing me and I was like, oh my gosh. I yeah. had like a lot of guys hitting me up. I'm like, oh, I respect your ways, but that's not me. Yeah, and you got you guys moving in right, right together. There's just a serious art of being a roommate. Schmidt came and he was have talking to me about some issues and stuff with Sono and I'm like, bro, Sono was fucking programmed different than you. If mm -hmm. you were programmed the same DNA, the same parents, raised the same way as him, you'd do the same shit as him. Yeah. So if you think of it in that way, it's like, God. Because I'm like, what you just said literally reminds me of Sean. He didn't know how to fucking live. I'm like, he does not clean up his dishes. He leaves everything everywhere. I'm like, this kid, it could it could have pissed me <laughs> off and ruined a friendship and I could have kicked Kick, or we move separate, whatever. But I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like, he literally got programmed to live that way. And you learn though. And like when, you, like when you're living with somebody, you learn like how to handle things. You learn like maybe make enough bread for someone else to do it. Yeah, I even like I've been in some long term relationships where I wasn't the best guy because I didn't fully understand where that other person was coming from. Anybody want a little zooter? This one's fresh. We'll get your mind right. I gotta soon. But after, like, after going through the show, I really realized just like being able to like compromise with like certain things and everything like within a relationship, it made it um, 
much easier because I like I never been vulnerable. I don't talk about my feelings. I don't do any of that. So like being able to like understand where somebody else is coming from, I think like I took a lot from going on the show from that. Oh, I bet. I mean, just yeah, being able to compromise in a relationship. It's hard because your ego doesn't want to, and no. you don't want to be a bitch. And yeah, then you're just like, it's just usually better if you do compromise. If you want to compromise. Yeah, I actually went back to school right after the show to become a therapist because that's how much I learned while I was in there. I was just like, it was. I don't know how a lot of people on the show like what they got from like going on the show, but I like it literally opened my mind up to like trying to understanding better where other people are coming from oh yeah i've always been so interested in just psychology and stuff yeah. and the way people act the way and that's why i love these these reality shows just watching people communicate mm -hmm. and trying to spot where they went wrong communicating and i don't know i enjoy those reality shows for some reason they're fucking funny yeah i actually became a fan after being on it because like i can understand where these people are coming from and like i don't like this past season came out and like i watched um watched it and it's like I see some people making mistakes, but then I'm like, it's hard when you have like that certain amount of like pressure on you and you don't know like what's wrong or what's right because no matter what, we could do everything perfect. I mean, UFC world champion, some people are gonna still gonna talk shit about you regardless. They probably won't say it to your face, but they're still gonna talk crap. Mm -hmm. And um, that was like something big that I had learned while I was there. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure too like when well, like, well you're sitting there especially if you've never been on camera before ever and then yeah. you got three it's like a goddamn movie set and you're supposed to be vulnerable with this girl in front of everybody and then tell them your deepest problems i can't even tell you how uncomfortable that was at times like when i came back to talk to jackie after they had already been engaged and everything like you know like when you go up to a girl in the club it can be a little nerve-wracking you know what i mean you never, yeah it's almost like good nerves yeah but then there's like 10 cameras on you Fuck. everybody kind of knows why you're there you could get <laughs> you know denied. all your boys are gonna be watching it yeah. so if you pull some some, some sono shit i'm <laughs> like i get denied in front of the world that's gonna be so embarrassing but i was like i don't want to live with that regret of not going out there and putting myself out yeah, there. yeah just send it Fuck it yeah well, i mean at the end of the day i'd rather say that i tried something than go back and be like oh i could have done this how many times do people say that it's crazy because there's quite a few, I think, couples on Love is Blind, like older seasons that are still together, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And even like my season, um, there's three couples that are still together, still in love. They seem to be doing really well. And like I said, like, it does work. Like, I was very skeptical before I went on the show. But like, after like seeing like, these people are genuinely in love, like, I felt the same way mm -hmm. to a certain point. You know what I mean? Um, like... It's hard because between a wall, it's probably pretty easy to be pretty secure. And then, like, you're a good-looking kid, but some of those people, they now they have to see each other face-to-face, -face and they're like, yeah. fuck, I'm insecure about my teeth, or I'm insecure about my neck, or... Hey! Not you. Still <laughs> <laughs> working on that. Or you're, they're insecure about something, so when they're talking to the girl, they, were, they had a great vibe in the room, but now it's like, it's like insecure and shy because the girl's hot and he's maybe not that hot. Yeah, and I'll say, like, my biggest insecurity was, like, the whole engagement thing. That was my biggest insecurity because I, like, I was in a relationship for seven years at one point. Oh, damn. Didn't get engaged. Mm -hmm. So then, like, doing that after, like, a couple weeks and everything, it just, like, I really let them, that moment 
get to me. I got lost in that moment. You know what well, I mean? It's like any any rational person is like engaged. Yeah, like engaged. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick this person based on I'm hanging out with them for maybe a full month. Even give it that. But the rest of my life, I'm gonna sign this piece of paper now that I'm legally. They own half of my shit. We're yeah. It's like, come on, that's a little fucking far fetched. I was, I like, yeah, I was scared. I remember, like, even like when they do the reveals, I was like, oh my gosh, like this, is, it's so uncomfortable because you've been talking to this person bet, for bro, so long, and then you're like, are you hoping she's just or like? It's probably hard because you just have zero fucking clue. Is there's girls after the reveals that you're like, when you were talking them through the wall, you're like, damn, she's way harder than I thought she was going to be. Yeah, or, yeah, for sure. And then, like, um, I think everybody was beautiful in their own way. I just, you just don't know what to expect. Like, like you know, like, sometimes, like, people have certain types, people, and you just don't know. And I think that's, like, like I was sweating. Like, I was... I remember being drenched in sweat. Like, were they letting weed smokers smoke weed? No, no. So you'd have to go sober. So fuck. Yeah. What would happen with Schmidt if he has to go sober now for weed? He can't do that shit, G. <laughs> <laughs> so no weed, but you could do alcohol. Could yeah, people were, people were able to drink. It was, and then would you just like for your diet, would you just put on a list what food you wanted? And the producers go get it, fill the fridge with it. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I took it as vacation, though. I was eating fruit snacks. So you like doing candy. fruit snacks? Any yeah. steaks or sushi? No, we did have um, some Mediterranean. That was pretty good. I remember. And then that. breakfast wise, would you just order? The, would you have to make your own stuff? Sometimes we would make our own. And sometimes they would bring us stuff. Mm. It just depended. So you're eating good. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet it was. I mean, probably bad for the guys the reveal. But imagine the reveal for the girls. They're just hoping that guy thinks they're sexy and like. Yeah, I felt like. As much pressure as I felt, they probably had it ten times. You know what they need maybe. to do is they need to make that show with uh, some really attractive people and some really not attractive huh. people. <laughs> that's a good idea to really test his love blind. Yeah, that's what everybody's been saying because they're and all they, pretty good looking people. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> that would be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> some of those. I would if I had a nasty. I would. I mean, the hot girl might think I'm a nasty, and they run. Oh, I'd sell it. I'd go give her a big hug and not care. <laughs> Say, follow me on Snapchat too. Much too. <laughs> yeah, oh. I would too. Uh, that's. I mean, that that's what they need to do. I feel like. And I feel like even like we've seen this with some people where they're like, "Yeah, this isn't gonna work," but you sh people will still try to make it work because of that connection that you built in the pods, but. For some people, love isn't blind. I would even say love was deaf at times because there were some people singing inside the pods that they showed. And I was like, damn. Girls were like, wow, he's fucking amazing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I bet with the, I can't was, sing. Was there way, I'm sure there was just way more drama with the girls than the guys. Yeah. The guy, all Alphas? the guys were pretty cool. <gasps> Alphas, yeah. All the guys were You'll pretty cool. Yeah. Everybody. You should just I never all of them. You pick the one you want. I can fuck all you up. I get the one I want. You can have the other one. I'll get two just in case the other one's ugly. Be an alpha. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. Pin them. Yeah, 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 Put them yeah. in power out. Yeah. naked. Good TV right there. Yeah. I'm getting arrested. <laughs> so now, so now you're done beating on that show, which, I mean, for fighting and stuff, there's probably five, I mean, 
there's not many girls that watch this shit. Yeah. The audience is so low, but Love is Blind, it's probably 80, 20 or something. Yeah. Females to males. So now you got a little bit of, I mean, got a little popularity now. So now going in Scott, out in Scottsdale, what's it like? It's a good time. I've been been staying on the low for the most part just because I'm working full-time. I'm in school full-time. Working full-time? Yeah. Doing medical sales right now. Mm -hmm. Um but it's but dangerous, out, huh? Yeah, and it, it's crazy because I feel like I have more of a target on my back where before the show, I could go out, have a good time, and not worry. Now, like, you see people, like, staring at you. Always their phones. Phones yep. out, so then, like, I'm... So if you riz I'm up a chick, guaranteed it's on TikTok. Yeah, so I've been, like, more reserved for the most part. That means you're not drunk enough, brother. I know. What are we doing this weekend? What are we doing this weekend for Halloween? Yeah, like that, like that. Well, because they they'll probably bring on some some more shows in the future. I bet, like those re. Those yeah, I would love to do something like that. Um, especially now, knowing what I know and like learning from those experiences, I'd love to do special forces. Do you have any? Do you have any buddies you're still texting from the show and stuff? I'll talk to them. Like Just here and there, there yeah. but nothing crazy. Everybody's busy doing their own thing, kind of. What do you mean, special forces? Have you seen that show called Special Forces? Uh -uh. This guy named uh, Rudy Reyes, where they take like people that are like I've actors. That. You know, I'm talking some about special forces shit. Yeah, like Navy Seal type shit. Yeah, you're doing like Damn. repelling. You're getting inside cold <gasps> water. That's yeah, pretty fire. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, but I think I think that would be a good mental test. Yeah, you know what I mean, like for sure. Putting yourself under that type of like stress, kind of. So some news is John Jones injured. That fucking sucks. I bet the UFC's like, God damn it! All these injuries. I heard Kobe might be out too. Really? Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. So John Jones is injured. So that I mean, Stepe's is like, well, fuck it, I'm not fighting then. He says John Jones was training last night, got injured. He was wrestling and he tore the tendon connects your pec to the bone, off the bone. Eight months going to need surgery. He's out. That's the thing. Those fucking tears like that, they do take a while. Because then your your muscle just goes away and you got to rebuild it. Damn, that sucks. That went from being just a giant car to be like, wow, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Pajada versus Erie's still sick. Like sick to us, but for the average fans. Are the average fans even huge John Jones fans anymore since he hasn't fought that much? Or? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. So that sucks. That sucks for him. Uh, Sean Strickland here. Dan Henderson. Sean Strickland was let go from a gym for being disrespectful for teammates. That kind of stuff happens. Uh, he said I, he was at the gym for three years. Henderson said we kind of had to let him go. He just kind of gets too involved in talking shit about people. I liked him in the gym. I liked him there. He was a great training partner. You need at least one guy in your gym that does that and goes hard and makes everybody else go hard when they're going against him. So I like that. That is true. Always having a, a round where someone's going to bring it and it's going to fucking bring the dog out of you and get you a little bit emotional too. Because even in the training room, because it's good practice for a fight, a real fight. Brings the every, best out of you. But every round like that isn't, isn't the best. But it is good to have that guy in there. Yeah, that, ish. Imagine having that ish, him. Exactly. The, that's the vibe every day. Yeah. Like that guy's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. You see Benson versus Anthony Pettis trilogy? In the karate combat? Yeah. yeah. In karate combat? Is karate combat MMA or is that some great karate shit? Bro, it's karate kickboxing. That's crazy. That's fucking... Is, that's 
fucking Pettis is nasty, bro. Kickboxer. I saw Pettis though, like probably what? What was the last trip we were on? Not Great Falls, the one before that. I don't remember, but I saw him, and he's looking two hundred. Damn, yeah. really? Uh, the, uh, Henderson said he was just too res- disrespectful to teammates and stuff. I always rooted for him when he left. It wasn't like I was like, I hope I got blah 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 blah. blah. I'm gonna listen to that pod. Damn, Volkanovski stepping up to take on Stipe short notice. <laughs> it's crazy. That's what that said. Anger. <laughs> no, I, I I thought you meant the tall guy. The tall oh guy. no, Alexander Volkanovski. I was oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking cooked, buddy. Furry ver- versus uh, Francis this weekend, right? Oh shit! Yeah, that is this weekend. Yeah, that's gonna be sweet. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I'm, I'm not like super pumped for it. I'm just as pumped for that. I'm more pumped for that than a Canelo fight. Yeah, I just, I mean, I really, yeah, I don't he know. don't act Mexican. No, he loves Canelo. Uh, Canelo's amazing. It's funny, whenever I post you on my story, I at least have one person that's like, is that Canelo? Every time we post any video, hit mitts or anything, you trade with Canelo? <laughs> yeah. I know, it's like, holy shit, when's that going to end? I'm like, yeah. What you got? <laughs> mm-hmm. She got a Canelo tat. <laughs> Get the same tat as Canelo? And then... Okay, what else we got going on? You People to- literally ask for, like, when we're walking around in Vegas, like, get pictures it's, with Canelo. It's mostly Phoenix here. And Me- like, Mexico. Yeah. You got to throw up the fist. Mexico. He does. <laughs> it's funny as fuck. Like, damn. It's not a bad person to be mistaken as. It could be yeah. worse. Yeah. I mean, Smiling Sam. Smiling Sam, can I get a pic? Yeah, that's happened. <laughs> that's actually happened. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, you look like, yeah. Um, what else we got going in the day? You been you been doing any uh, drugs lately, Josh? You been doing some marijuana and or you no. Do caffeine? No, I've been pretty good. I've been sober. I haven't been doing anything. I like. Same. I've been barely. <laughs> I barely even drink. The kids have gone off the deep end over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super oh, focused. Um, yeah, I never was doing any weed or anything it's like, hard for i mean good going to the club and you get some substances in you it just makes the club like yeah it's but it also makes you for me it makes me more confident to riz a little bit yeah it's weird because like the more i drink the better i get at dancing <laughs> i found out it's like i don't know placebo effect maybe yeah see i, need, I wish <laughs> i need to let loose i'm a little bit stiff at the club yeah sean's pretty good at letting loose he lets loose and he fucks i let too loose I mean, start, yeah. Just start doing drugs and trying to know, finger chicks and shit. Jokes, mm-hmm. jokes. I'm kidding. To cut that. <laughs> he said, cut that. <laughs> um, <laughs> reminds me when we went out. I want to say it was like a month ago after Sean had won. And. Um, oh, when we were at Scottsdale there? Yeah. And Mark had lost his phone at like 10 p.m. or something like that. I was, I was like, fucked. I was like, that's when you know it's a good night. Yeah. <laughs> when you lose your phone by 10 p.m. Lose your phone. P burns. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got going on? Nothing really much. Same old shit, but had a good ass week of training. It's always good to have you back in the room too. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And, Enjoy uh, working out with you guys. You guys doing anything for Halloween? Dressing up? When's Halloween? This weekend. Yeah, I'm uh weekend. I'm getting stem cells Thursday tomorrow, and they say that alcohol just fucking literally kills stem cells. Oh, and my bad been dealing with back injury, so I have to let these fucking stem cells soak in. So yeah, we're going out this weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because we initially I think we were going to go to Vegas, but yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, kind of glad that's not happening. 
It, yeah, it's a good just thing. feels good being back in the fucking training room, dude. Yeah. You get a good hard two sessions, maybe even just one really hard session. You just leave dead. It's like, I don't know why we crave that feeling. And then you eat some good food and smoke some good weed. You're like, this is the highest high there is. Yeah. Way better than the club. Nothing's better than almost getting like killed by your training partner or choked out. And you're like, wow, that was awesome. I can't just wait to do that tomorrow. Literally you know walking I mean? out of there dead. There's something addicting yeah. about it. That's what I'm addicted to. Just getting fucking fucked up. It's weird because fucked up. Unless you've not really it. fucked up, but just so tired and gassed. You haven't yeah. had so it for a minute. Humbled. Yeah, no, it's been a while. I haven't been since the fight. I've been able to flow a little bit, but I haven't been able to like. Literally, it makes you kid. want, especially when you smoke, smoke a little after. It makes you just want to be nice to everyone. You're not on edge. You're not like fuck. I need to do something. Fuck. Yeah. It relieves you of all anxiety. It's the best. Yeah. Oh, missed that shit. I saw a little clip on. Oh, uh, I was flow wrestling or something. The Ohio State guy was talking about you wrestling with your partner and first to quit. Whoever's quit, you need to agree that you're both going to quit though, and then you guys can be done. Uh, did you guys used to do that kind of stuff? Yeah, except he did it for thirty minutes in that clip. We used to do it for sixty minutes, an hour, yeah. And the unwritten rule is nobody quits. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're a bitch if you're the one that says, yeah. "All right, all right, man, that was a good time." And, and you're like, like, "Yes, I broke you." Oh my gosh! And that's the one thing, like with wrestling is is like they everybody's trying to break you like it's like mentally just like hand fighting like you know like we'll sometimes hand fight and i'll just be pulling pulling Hitting on the neck, then you're yeah. like you're like coming up or then you have that guy take that bad shot and it's like at ohio state you learned that from like you didn't have an easy go yeah you're like you were lucky like i don't care who it was if you were world champions in a room there was not they were still not easy because there's so many good people. I remember, like, I had Reese Humphrey who was, like, I mean, he was a, sen a senior world champion in Greco and freestyle. He was a multiple national champion, multiple. Um, yeah, just a room full of good fucking guys. Yeah, and I, I would have him for an hour go. I remember <laughs> I, had, I had, like, fractured my foot during that go. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't stop. How, how do I say, like, oh, man, I'm good now? Yeah, You know what I, I mean? mean? It, people do that all the time. You'll see it all the time in every single room you've been in. There'll be someone who makes a little excuse. You can tell they're just tired and they want to be done. Yeah. Because that goes through everyone's head. And then Fuck, I want to be done right now. But if you just stay disciplined in your stance, like, focus on the things you can control. But it's easier said than done. Yeah. When and your heart rate's so high. Those people lose the respect of your other teammates because everybody's battling out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we all understand what you're going through you know what i mean like my coaches used to always say like there's not gonna be a time in your life where you're competing and you're 100 percent. you're not gonna sometimes you might feel sick sometimes you might have the injury i mean i wrestled my most of my whole career like i think it was like my second week of college i was supposed to wrestle kyle dake in the finals of seated second i couldn't believe it i was supposed to wrestle him in the finals of the Cliff Clean uh, Las Vegas um, championships. And your knee was fucked up. No, I tore my shoulder. And you tore kept my wrestling. Yeah, throughout the whole year. Or, and mean, the year after and the year after, I kept wrestling with full torn labor and bicep tendon. But it was, um, everybody's injured. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, and then if you're not injured, then you're going to have anxiety about something else. Yeah. About, do, my cardio, am I going to get pinned? Or there's going to be some sort of anxiety. But when you're injured, it's almost like, yeah, everyone's fucking injured. Yeah. I cut I, my weight properly. Yeah. I, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, those long rounds like that are just fucking fun. You got to be tactical about them, though. First 10 minutes, first five minutes, just wearing on your part- partner. Yeah, wearing hand on them, fighting, wearing on them, wearing down. On them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, I'm in here, and I'm like, fuck, I am tired. Mm-hmm. So I got to try to bring him to my level of being tired. Yep. You know what I mean? Like oh, a, I think they get injured, too. What's Sometimes that? you just got to train smarter. Yeah. Like, you don't. Doing a 60-minute round, I mean, yeah, that's going to be really good for your mind, really good, hard push. But you could be, you could at, get at risk getting injured. At that age, I mean, it's different wrestling, too, because it's so hard on your fucking back and your yeah. neck. I mean, jiu-jitsu, it's like, okay, we can we get in some different positions. I'm on top and half guard, or I'm on bottom and half guard. It's not just always on your back and neck. So you probably don't see many guys that are at the world champion Olympic level mm. doing those gritty, gritty practices like you did in college. No, no. You got to know when to train smart and when to yeah. train hard and then when to not train as hard. But it's hard when you have those structured days. It's like today's a hard day, and you're not a hard day for you. That's what I like in camp is I can kind of structure my days. Today's a hard day, but I do not feel like I can go hard today. We move it. We switch it around. Yeah, and you have you have a good switch because not everyone has that. Like every time you're sore, some days you're going to have to push when you're fucking sore. I feel like so, I, was just in tune, I just became really in tune with my body. Uh, Dylan Dana says, I don't want to be on earth anymore. Tweeted that. Sorry, fuck, we'll switch he's up. Probably, but, he's probably fucked up right now. Bro, on that... And uh, flagrant pot, he was saying, I just fucking love getting blacked out and drinking. I'm like, I feel that. But well, it sucks because yeah. like, it's there's still something negative of when the whole, every time you open a social media, any app, there's just so much hate. How you're a fucking loser, piece of shit. There's well, gotta he was be, the man for a little bit there. He yeah. switched the narrative. He was the fucking man. Then the fight played out. And now he's not. He's worse than he was before the. Becoming the man. How bad is he just wish he could just restart? I wish I could restart back at Marcelo Garcia's oh. with my coach. Just compete. Just be humble, just have, like a sim- have a little bit more <laughs> simple life. Not be this fucking star and just it's, be and able I to live doubt normal. he's really made that much money, like realistically. How would he you know? make any like any money besides that boxing event? Yeah, he's probably got he cut. doesn't do seminars. He doesn't got do cut any from of that. Bel- or got asked to leave, but yeah, yeah, he's not gonna make money. That's crazy, bro. Getting sued, like <sighs> was it worth it at the end of the day like he definitely should do seminars can you make bang from those i feel like there's some people that might just are people embarrassed to go like i don't don't want to be seen in a dylan danis seminar dude's a dork i feel like it's hard though because there are some people you're like yeah that guy is a dork but then some people will yeah yeah. i mean he's got what over a million followers he had like what 200k at the beginning yeah but then even again that's only gonna last so long yeah being able to sell out seminars yeah uh yeah, that fucking sucks. Hopefully he can just fuck. It just sucks. I, I know. know. He put himself in that position though. I mean Yeah. Still, yeah, it's sad. You don't fucking like there's being a heel, but then there's look at all these WWE wrestlers. They're they they're the heel, but they're not yeah. like But that's also everyone knows that's fake. Yeah. This is real shit. But yeah, even D- like... Dylan, it's he, Dylan's probably not that big of a douche. He's no, no, probably no. Not, in not, person, no. he'd probably yeah, he's probably fine. Yeah. But he's committed to that role. Fuck. But I I messaged Takino because uh, hopefully I'm going to be doing uh, Jiu-Jitsu Worlds. I messaged Takino and I had this London kid, a younger kid, come in and I was like, hey, when you were training with Marcio Andre when you won the ADCC, how long were your goals? Mm-hmm. What was your training like? And he started, first we started doing 10-minute rounds. This is Marcio Andre, another, like, one of the best ever. After two, one to two weeks, he did 15-minute rounds. And toward the end, we were doing 30 to 40-minute rounds because the ADCC has a potential of being 40-minute match. Yeah. 40-minute match. That's insane, bro. In the finals of the actual one. It said one day we did an hour straight, but we were going until someone scores points, and it took one hour to even score on each other. Wow. 
So it's like, God, there's fucking levels, dude. That kind of training is so fun. But like I said, it's way different in jujitsu than it is in wrestling. Um, I remember in Portland, we were training. On Friday, they'd have you do a half-hour round with your partner. And you guys can start at the pace you want, MMA round. Mm -hmm. And that was always just good. You forget about the time. You don't even worry about the time. You don't think about rest. You think about your techniques and what you're doing for a half an hour. Yeah. Like, it's good for your brain, I think, too. Training's oh. hard. I remember when I was at Tiger, we'd sometimes have some long rounds. And um, there's some guys that are amazing out there. They just don't speak a lick of English. Good at wrestling and good. At, I mean, there's just everything. Russians, there's Brazilians, there's some like I mean, the Thai guys would come in and work out with the MMA guys. I remember I got head kicked way more than I should have <laughs> at certain points. I was like, damn, am I really doing this right now? Mm -hmm. And um, but like you said, afterwards you feel like I'm like, damn, that was fun. Million bucks at Ohio State. What's the recovery and stuff like? Do they had like? cold baths and cool recovery to get take everything. care of good yeah everything cold baths that was probably pretty stem. sweet being a, wrestling for ohio state like with a lot of chicks and shit yeah i mean it was the best i'd recommend it to any recruit to really? be honest i mean good wrestling good school good social life good um, coaching yeah the best of the best just uh, cold that that sucked, especially because I am originally from San Diego. So when I first, I moved out to Ohio, like middle school slash high school and getting used to that was bad, but nothing was funnier than like walking on campus and seeing people like slip yeah. on black ice. But I'd almost trade that funny for being in ASU where it's yoga pants and shorts year round. I don't know if I would have made it though. I yeah, did probably get recruited. not. I, I remember college coach reaching out to me, I think it was Sean Charles at the time. And I was like, I wanted to, and I was like, knowing myself, I'm not going to make it. I probably would have had three kids by now. Same. Oh. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I would have been oh, yeah, a totally be different person. Bad, bad, bad. Feel that. I'm glad I didn't go to college. Yeah, you probably, you'd have lasted a semester. <laughs> a semester. I appreciate well, that. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe a semester. Well, I mean, what do you mean? Can you get, if you don't pass, do you get kicked out or whatever? Or you just keep trying? I will say at Ohio State, they make it like impossible for you not to pass. Because you like, say you're struggling math. Math was like my hardest subject. I had like two, three tutors a day. Like they make it where if you're an athlete at Ohio State, you're set up for success. You're, you're yeah. going to, they're going to make sure you put in that work. They're going to make sure you understand it. Um, but then someone like Sean, I don't know if that. Right. I, I, hey, if you went to Ohio State, you would make it. No. At Ohio State, if you're at Ohio State, you would have made it. Unless unless you just never showed up to the tutors or anything. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm too horny to do shit like that. Yeah. We had a guy, I won't name his name, but he was wild. Like, stuff I can't even say, like, on the podcast, like, wild. Um, Even he was doing really well. I mean... I think he left after two years. Well, I think but, when, you're, when, when you're paying for, I mean, the athletes are getting usually hooked up. So, but when you're paying for college, I think you can go probably as much as you want. Just pay the, pay the fees. You're good, buddy. Get F's all you want. And then pay uh, the fees again. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. We had, we had some, we had, we definitely had some characters at Ohio State, but like we had great coaches though that like cared about you that would. Sit you like down. Good ass coach, yeah, right? yeah. Sit you down. Hey, 
we need this more. And I think the biggest thing, we had great teammates. So if you're fucking up, another teammate's like, hey, come on, man. What are you doing? Did you guys have a good little uh, food plan there? Yeah, food plan. We had, They set you up for success. Mm-hmm. It's it's very hard not to be good at Ohio State academically and um, athletically. Like, I mean, that's why you, the best of the best athletes. I mean, I think my year we had like 10 or 12 sports when nationals. Something like crazy, like football, Damn, wrestling. Fencing, gymnastics, or something like that. Because was your guys' dorms just like at every campus? There's just a bunch of different dorms. Yeah, we had a bunch of different dorms. Those were fun. Co-ed was a good time. Co-ed. My dorm was co-ed too. I was in this ghetto ass dorm though. Ghetto ass dorm. (laughs) Fucking. Still some good times there though. I didn't didn't pull much puss in college. I really didn't. I was fucking training still. Yeah. I would. So I'd get done with my classes. My friends would be going out, and I'd be going to train. It's hard because it's sacrifice. Uh, yeah you have to learn i think everybody sees the success that you guys have and everything but they don't see the sacrifice that came with that like yeah we do like to have a good time but what was going on right before i came here i didn't drink until i was 21 and then even then i would never really party until i'd already got in the ufc like i hadn't been to a club literally until i had been in the ufc already two and oh like that was like the first time i even went to a club because you had to sacrifice the time because like think it's easy to get caught caught up in those moments where you're like going out I'm about to go i'm about to go yeah, pick yeah. up a girl you know what i mean yeah if you would have experienced like a asu college party I mean, at 20 i always told you i'm like i don't want to drink i'm scared of what it's going to do to me yeah because michael my older brother went f- just alcoholic bad at like 16 years old and i saw that i was like fuck that's my brother like i know i'm crazy i know like so it's easy to do because yeah, like yeah. you said it, it builds Gives you a confidence. It makes you like happier in a sense at times. You know what I mean? Depending on what you're doing. Happier in the moment. Yeah. Depressed the next day. Afterwards, you're like, fuck, why did I do that? Why do I have a headache? Yeah. Why? Like, That's the thing about good about being an athlete, though. It's like if you sit down and you're like, okay, do I actually want to be good? If you actually want to be good, then alcohol cannot really be a part of your life. Or anything, honestly. Your Thank health you. is either hurting or helping your goals. Like that's just that quote always stuck out. It's like yeah. Your health is either hurting or helping. Get that tat on your neck. <laughs> I don't just get random tats, G. <laughs> My shit got meaning. <laughs> <laughs> this shit deep. <laughs> yeah, but even like businesses, like you know what I mean? Like you see those guys like like waking up at six AM, you see like david goggins or like chaco what do they talk about like Mm -hmm. they're getting up they're doing this they're getting that done a lot of things i think in life everybody's like wow how did they do this wow how did they do that but it's are you willing to sacrifice that like i said i was training a lot i wanted to do mma i um fell in love with it i was training with buster douglas when i was in columbus um MMA is MMA is a weird one because you got to be realistic too. Yeah, and got to be really realistic and be able to look at it from the outside. It's hard because like you can do all the sacrifices you want, and like I was, I remember I was training like so like in with like Michael Clark. He was um, a world champion in boxing. I was yeah, you were good guys, good guys. But then I couldn't get fights. Yep, I was getting injured, and like sometimes I think that's the hardest thing about life too. You can do everything you want, or everything guaranteed success. Yeah, that's the thing about fighting is you don't get what you put in. No, not at all. Some things you do get what you put in, but fighting it's just like there's a lot of luck involved. Yeah, luck and timing and shit, especially for college wrestlers. I feel bad because you guys get one and zero. Say you want to get some experience, 
any real state, no one's going to take a fight with a division one wrestler. Uh, that's the first thing you f you find out. When, okay, we got offered this fight. Okay, Google them. And then Google that, their name with wrestling. Oh, shit, they wrestled at Michigan. They're a three-time All-American. All right, we'll skip that fight. That's, that's how it is. So you got to be broke for years to get enough fights to even get going. Yeah, I was my ex. That, that was like one of her biggest problems. So I like had stopped training and started taking fights. Like when she like, I'd be like, yeah, I, I'm going on vacation to go see my family or something. And go take fights and like, like even like like from that like outside perspective, so people like telling you like, oh, you're not gonna do this, you're not gonna make it, you know what I mean? I'm sure people are like, why, why are you training? We're in college right now. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's especially when we were coming up. It's like from Montana, there's been no one really successful that's ever made a real living. Yeah, from fighting. All my dad knew is boxers from Great Falls who now are brain dead working at like a car dealership and he just sees that. So we have a lot of pressure from people I look up to and care about saying, don't do this. Mm -hmm. Don't go this route. It's not a safe route. Yeah. And that's like kind of like what I had. So even like how you said, like about luck and everything, having like that right partner that will help you through that grind or motivate you, I think is huge too. Fucking so huge, dude. Because yeah, I, I forget about that too. Not a lot of people understand like the life that like we're living or going through because you see a whole bunch of guys just trying to choke each other out or punch each other and it's like, well, what makes you different? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. hard. Yeah, finding a partner. That's where we both lucked out. Without our girls, who fucking knows? Yeah. Especially with having more success and all, all these opportunities. It's like without those girls keeping us grounded, it's like, come on. And not having those girls, then you're like, damn. Why am I not going out? Yeah. You know what oh I mean? Oh, God. I'd be fucked without any. Yeah. Then you feel like the pressure, like, damn, I want to find somebody. What's well, cool, like, cool with our girls, too, because we met them when we were soup, just flat, broke, losers, mm -hmm. pretty much. And they're still, and they helped you. They grinded with you. They were rich seen losers. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen it all. So, yeah, yeah, that's really important. Yeah. Having a girl who's wanting to kind of grow with you too and get better is fucking good. It's hard to find. It really, I mean, yeah. Do you ask those kind of questions in the in the Love Is Blind hall? What's your bank account, boo? <laughs> I mean, some well, some girls do. are yeah. well, super big on the financials in there. Like, yeah, some people girls do. just want to be taken care of. Like, that's a huge point or part of it. But imagine if Danny was looking for someone like, I want to be taken care of. Yeah, but that's the, like forty six yeah, cents. The new type of age girls, they don't they. They don't want to be taken, or they want to have their own living. And they but I was funny, so if you can make a girl laugh, that's like the that almost thing. puts it above. Well, if you're funny and broke, that's okay. Yeah. If you're rich and not funny, it's like, ah, well, it could be okay. Like but funny and broke, that works. Yeah. Yeah, it does. If if you have something you're going after, I was telling Danny when I was twenty, I'm gonna be UFC champ. Like I was just so she's like, all right. She, I was chasing something at least. All right. You Return. believed in yourself though, yeah. too, and that's what got yeah. you there. You know what I mean? And I feel like. There are a lot of women that can see that. Like they can 100%. see how much you believe in yourself. And then they believe in you as well. So they don't mind being there for you. Um Yeah, if you have goals and passion and you're not yeah. you're not balling right there, that girl still like that a lot. Yeah. Cause that's what I think everybody wants. Somebody that has passion, goals, work ethic. And so, yeah. you see a lot on social media though, especially nowadays, it's like women versus men, like, oh, he better have this, this, or this. I think I just saw on Twitter girls were like these are all the places you can't take a girl on a data. And it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it creates these unexpected, like, um, 
expectations for relationships now. But if a girl does see you have goals, they do see this, they do see that, then they're willing to like, you know, put up yeah. with a lot more. And if you're funny, I think that was the biggest thing. Like for me in the pods, I wasn't the most emotional. I didn't open up nearly as much as probably anybody else inside that pods, but I joked around and everybody loved it. Even like, even the guys like, um, lighten up the mood. Yeah, yeah. I would try to sing, like actually try to sing and be embarrassing. And they'd be like, Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> I'll bet they'd be on the, on the walls. They're like, yeah. <laughs> I thought about singing, but I was like, oh, I don't want to get kicked off too soon. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Good shit. All right, boys. Well, that's it uh, today. Uh, what's your Instagram, Josh? Uh, at J Demas, J D E M A S. At J Demas. Uh, give him a fall, uh, follow, and uh, yeah, I'm cooked. So. <laughs> All right, ladies Yo. and gentlemen, hit that like and subscribe button and please comment below. Let me know what you guys think. And then uh, patreon.com slash Red Hawk Academy has all the content for years, years and years and years and years to come. We're also doing like a secret type podcast tomorrow with Schmitty and Mariah. That'll be on Patreon and the Patreon Spotify now. So you can upload a private podcast and they'll be on Spotify just for our Patreon listeners. So check it out. All right, fellas. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for having me.